Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <sighs> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis, with me. As always, it's Katie. How's it going, Katie? Hello. It's the first Friday back after being back from school. I'm exhausted already. I'm over it. I want to graduate already. I don't (laughs) want to be here anymore. So that's how You were out of uh, Canada for a little bit, but you're, you're now back in Canada, right? I am back in Canada now. Nice. How are you liking your return so far? You know, it's it's missing my dog, so it's not. Oh it's no! Not it's not the best. No. But we do have Viv coming up. That'll be fun. Yes. Uh, even I'm though uh, you and I and many others missed out on tickets to the Boy and the Heron, even though. We did as we did as we were told. We we logged online at noon to get tickets, and by like twelve oh one, they were sold out. Oh my! Now I know how the Swifties feel. I I know their pain. So. <laughs> Is Boy in the Air in your equivalent of a Taylor Swift concert ticket? Yeah, because like normally you get tickets for things, and you're like, oh, okay, logically, if I show up at a certain time where I, you know do this at a certain time i i give myself enough time i can get tickets it didn't matter like yeah logged in at noon exactly and by 1201 i they were like there's there's nothing available so we'll see though um i'm still gonna try my best to get tickets to see that because that's the one movie at fifth that i was the most excited to see i think you're excited to see it too right yeah so we'll see we'll see miracles can happen Goats can fly. Probably not, but... Anyways. Um, yeah, let's dive into it. Uh, Loki, uh, Season 2. Expected to feature Jonathan Majors and his Kang variants for at least half of Season 2. This comes from a Variety article. Uh, they're talking about Marvel's plans for, for Jonathan Majors now that he's obviously... Uh, got his legal troubles. Um, yeah. I don't know. Where do you stand on all this, like, with Jonathan Majors and... Mm. 
I feel like his his work should be paused until after all of his trial is done, although I don't know how long that would take because apparently it's delayed for a second time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think, yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with, um, because there was a Rolling Stone piece that came out and like there was a lot of people that basically said that he's kind of complicated and a little unpredictable but sometimes he gets a little violent um so yeah I I do wonder how Marvel's gonna handle especially because they've made him the big villain of the MCU going forward so but we'll see I I personally like I. I think if he does have these issues, I I'm kind of of the belief that people should be, on a path to fixing their problems and recovery and get, being better people. Um, I don't think he should be overly punished for these things, but I think if he is going to proceed and work in this industry, you kind of have to make sure that you're also being a decent person and making the strides to fix these things so we'll see there is a rolling stone article that says apparently his problems date back to a decade so it's been it's been a problem and like i feel like it's it like i don't know i feel like these kind of volatile people are very difficult to work with and also him being violent is like dangerous yeah yeah so um yeah uh we'll see we'll see what happens i like if he i don't know like i said i i kind of wish he would at least improve and like maybe go to anger management and figure out these issues that he's got so um, but we'll see. Um, okay. Uh, Deadpool 3, the upcoming Deadpool sequel. Rumored to set up Avengers Secret Wars and Battlefield, or Battleworld. Um, yeah, so if you don't know, Secret Wars, at least in the comics, and Battleworld, Battleworld is kind of like a combination of these, like, dying realities they kind of combine them together to make this big massive planet uh called battle world and um yeah um so yeah uh yeah avengers secret wars i I think we'll probably adapt some element of that with like the dying realities and stuff uh apparently deadpool 3 will have deadpool going in to save Wolverine and the X-Men from their reality. So, there's, I guess that, you know, we'll see how that all goes. Are you excited for Deadpool 3 at all? Um, does it have Ryan Reynolds in it? Yes. <laughs> It'll have Ryan Reynolds, for sure. <laughs> then yes. Perfect. Um, the Marvels reportedly cut an A-list cameo with a twist. Um, basically... 
apparently we were going to get an A-list actor playing a prominent Marvel character and then they were going to get killed off in like the first five minutes. Oh. Yeah. Don't know who that character would have been, but yeah. Apparently they were just kind of trying to be a little, play around a little bit. I don't know how I feel about that because I'm like, that seems so cheesy. And like Marvel's done stuff like this before where it's like, prominent characters and storylines you think they're going to be a bigger deal and then they don't so um yeah uh, yeah i don't know are you excited for the marvels at all i'm i'm not really <laughs> i'm feeling nothing for it right now yeah but maybe that'll change it's also like a short movie too. It's like ninety minutes, which normally I'm all for a ninety minute long movie, but like this is gonna have three superheroes in it and I'm like that seems like a little short for me. Yeah. I think it won't be enough time. Yeah. Um Alright. On to some Toy Story news, because we all know Toy Story Five is the big thing everyone's excited for toy story 5 apparently is happening and it's rumored to shift the spotlight back to andy and his family so andy obviously in the first two movies was a kid and uh third movie he was going off to college fourth movie we didn't really see him at all uh fifth movie he's gonna be an adult he's gonna have a wife and kids of his own now you feel old <laughs> um yeah I, I i i thought toy story 4 went an interesting route and in not having it be about andy and his family or anything like that like they just kind of told a cool little separate story um i don't know i don't know if i want to see andy back I don't know. <clears throat> what do you think? I think that in three, he left it with a new owner. So I don't, I don't know why they would want to bring him back because it was because he left it with a new owner that four happened. Or like, that was how it began. So... I don't I don't really know like why they feel the need to bring him back. Yeah. Like I like I know he was a very important part of this whole universe. Like they're his toys, whatever, but like I don't know. I feel like now he's grown up and stuff. I don't, I I I guess the potential storyline would be like he got married and has kids and like he wants to pass down his favorite toys to his kids yeah yeah like i feel like him passing his the toys down to his kids i also wonder too how many of the toys will carry over because like yeah didn't like woody leave to be part of like some other group at the end of toy story 4 <laughs> I, th I think so. I don't really remember the details of that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. 
Okay. Yeah. And then final bit of news. Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. It sounds like Warner Brothers is already giving up on the movie. Uh, the DCEU sequel. Uh, apparently it's going to have no budget. No marketing budget, at least. Um, typically, if you don't know, when movies are set for release, the uh, distributor will put some money behind marketing it. Both, That's a bunch of different things. That's going to be press screenings. That's going to be posters, trailers, TV spots, radio spots, etc. Uh, obviously, that costs a decent amount of money. Most studios put it behind movies that they know have a chance of doing well. <laughs> Warner Brothers is just like, nope. Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom, nothing. No uh, no marketing press bu- budget for it at all. So, uh, yeah, don't expect a review from us, I guess, because we're not... <laughs> there won't be a press screening, probably. I just find this very odd. Um, yeah. I don't know, what do, you, what do you make of this? I was never invested in Aquaman. So. Yeah. It doesn't affect me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally don't care too much. But I do think it's interesting that, like, they just don't seem to care. Which is, I guess, in a way, fine. Like, I understand if you'd rather not put money towards something that you know is not going to do well, but it's just already telling that, like, the studio's already given up on a movie that, like, I'm sure some people are excited for. Like, I'm not personally the most excited for Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom, but it seems like neither is Warner Brothers at this point, so. Okay, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back and uh, talk about... Well, Ahsoka episode four, because Adam's not here to talk about a haunting in Venice. Back in a bit. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost! I'm the ghost of What streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on, in fact. Why don't you go to HTTP? So you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. 
Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? Okay, we're just going to talk about Ahsoka Episode 4. Um, hopefully I'll splice in Adam's review of the other movie that he saw, which is Honey in Venice. Ahsoka Episode 4 uh, was great. I, I liked it. Basically, kind of wrapped up the last three episodes or so uh, where we've kind of seen them setting up what's going to happen with this big device that they have uh and they paid off on that uh in a very interesting fashion and then of course what the whole internet lost their crapicola over was the fact that yes hayden christensen returned as anakin skywalker and people lost their shit uh i won't say it's probably the most exciting thing i've seen in a while but it, it it's nice to finally see this character in live action when we've seen him in um other 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 means before so um yeah i'd give this episode like a 9 out of 10 i thought it was very good my only real issue with it is i wish it could have been a little bit longer and we got maybe a bit more about uh what's going on with where ahsoka ends up at the end of the episode but something tells me we'll get that in the next episode Cool. Uh, well, I might be able to splice in Adam's review of uh, Haunting in Venice. If not, this is it for this episode. All right. Bye for now. Hey, this is Adam Burney from Three Angry Nerds, and this is my review for uh, Haunting in Venice. Uh, this was the latest film from Kenneth Branagh um, adapting... It's a book series that I am not at all familiar with. Um, I know they're quite famous, and some of the movies have been remade several times, such as uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Um, but this one, I think, is one in the series that uh, hasn't really been made into film before, I don't believe, and it's often overlooked, but I actually enjoyed it uh, a lot more than The Murder in the Orient Express. Um, it was kind of a more uh, self-contained story, um, and I think the uh, being set in Halloween um, and kind of dealing with more of these themes of uh, kind of ghosts and possession, um, I think the that kind of helped the uh, suspense of the film. It, it uh, a lot of the shots were. In the pacing, it was very kind of suspenseful and creepy, as a horror movie would be. Um, and we haven't really seen that before in these movies, um, which the other ones were sort of almost verging on the genres of comedies. But this one was, the comedy was very subtle, um, and it was more of a horror slash kind of, uh, you know, crime, like whodunit kind of mystery film. Um yeah, I thought the whole cast was really good. There were some good uh, twists and turns. Uh, there were some things that were a little predictable, maybe, because, you know, maybe at the beginning I was like, are there actually going to be ghosts in this movie or not? But I thought, like, no, there there can't be, because it's just not that type of a world, right, that these characters live in. Um, so when certain things were happening, I'm like, oh, you know, they must, it must just be them hallucinating or whatnot. And yeah, 
but I don't want to give too much away or spoil anything. Um, I think if you're a, f- a fan of these detective stories and these kind of whodunit, you know, kind of clue stories, um, definitely go see it. Um, it's a it's a fun short. Uh, so it's a fun short movie. Um, yeah, and uh, some of the reveals are really good that I didn't see coming near the end. Uh, Tina Fey is great. Um, Michelle Yeoh is great. Um, yeah, not a whole lot else to say, I guess. Um, in terms of a score and a rating, I'd probably give it... You know, I think I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10. Maybe, maybe 6.5 to a 7, but yeah, it's... Yeah, pretty. it's pretty good. I think it's definitely the best out of the three so far that uh, Kenneth Branagh has directed. Um, not sure how many of these he's going to do, because I think there's like 30 books or something. But, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess if there, there's an, uh, fans of this, an appetite for it, then just keep them coming, you know. So that's it for me. Um, yeah.